time to grow. Hold on tight. All right. Get all right. Seatbelt on. Get ready for the billion dollar stratosphere, right? <laughs> Welcome to Business Talk with Eric Chow, a show dedicated to startups and small businesses. This podcast explores people, events, ideas, and resources that are relevant and interesting to Main Street entrepreneurs. This show is sponsored by World Consulting Inc., the advisor on your side, helping your business go further, faster. Now, buckle up for episode number 12, where we've got a heavyweight guest that is not just stirring the pot, but aiming to 10x the whole recipe. We're talking about the CEO of Mama's Creations, the maestro of meatballs, and the grandmaster of gastronomy, Adam Michaels. With a spice rack of experience in the food and beverage industry, Adam is steering Mama's Creations into the billion dollar stratosphere. Their products are practically doing the cha-cha dance in over 8,000 retail supermarkets across the US. Costco, Sam's Club, B- BJ's, Stops and Shops, Vons, Whole Foods, you name it. And guess what? Adam has got the keys to the culinary kingdom. And he's here to spill the beans, or should I say the secret sauce, on unlocking 10x growth, five must-do to shake up a multi-generational recipe for success. Whether you're on a hunt for the next CEO for your company, a consumer trend fanatic, or just seriously hungry to 10X your business, this episode is your golden ticket. So grab your favorite snack, maybe a meatball too, kick back and let's dive into the saucy world of Mama's Creations with the one and only Adam Michaels. Hello, Adam. Thanks so much for having me, Eric. Super Man. excited to be here. Welcome to the studio. Um, I think um, this podcast is turning into somewhat of a modern QVC show. <laughs> um, just a couple weeks ago, we had the uh, Senor Sangria in, in the oh, studio. and great interview. Thank you, and, and they brought in the, a unique, a new, a new blend of Sangria with, uh, mixed with uh, brandy, and that was delicious. And we tasted it afterwards, you know, for the, because of the compliance, right? Uh, <laughs> it, did, it did one up the game. I had to make sure I brought you guys some good stuff for afterwards. Uh, I had to, you know, make sure we had the good stuff for you. Yes, and appreciate the generosity of uh, two, two grocery bags <laughs> of Mama's creations. And I'm like salivating over them right now. But um, thank you for being here. And we're really looking forward to this uh, episode here. Uh, let's see. Well, be- before we uh, we dive into our topics, uh, Adam, you don't mind just share with the audience who you are, right? And also, how did you end up how how did you end up taking the top spot, the CEO spot at uh, Mama's Creations? Or tell us a little bit story too, maybe of the company itself. Yeah, yeah. no, I've been uh, I've just been incredibly lucky in my life. Uh, I found my passion early. I've been in the food and beverage space for for quite a while now. Uh, we can talk more about it later, but I've been at, uh, I was at Nabisco for about 10 years before joining Mama's. Um, and then I worked in a management consulting at a company called Booz Allen Hamilton in their food and beverage space. So I'm super lucky that so I So you're a food to, guy. I'm a food guy. I would rather be, have the, the lowest job at a food company versus the top job at a uh, high tech company. How do so. you stay in shape, man? 
<laughs> that's another that's a lot of, another a lot of running podcast. around the 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 the, uh, <laughs> the floor the, the floor <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the factories um but yeah so i've just been incredibly lucky i i, I grew up uh, i guess i'm a jersey boy at heart um grew up in jersey high school in new york school in philly um then had the great opportunity now everyone's heard it uh you know is the company now with capital one but back in the the 90s, I promise you, uh, every time I told someone where I was going for my first job, they said, where? Like, yeah, they, they, they know Capital One because of Taylor Swift. Right, exactly. <laughs> this was well before uh, being a Swift. Before Taylor. <laughs> um, so I got to do that. I got to be in uh, multiple countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, very lucky with Capital One. Started in D.C. at their corporate headquarters, but then had a chance. Lived in Europe. Lived in London for a couple of years. Paris for a year. Uh, then my real boss, my wife, said we, were, we had to come home, worked down in Richmond, Virginia for a while. Uh, so got to do that at Capital One, went back to business school in New York, and then um, got my uh, summer internship, I guess, at Booz Allen, and the rest is history. I've been mm-hmm. in the food space ever since, and uh, I love it. Sincerely, my, my dream industry. Mm-hmm. And you also had a, had a pretty good stop at um, Mondelez, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> Mondelez, I was very lucky. Uh, clearly, I wasn't doing very well because every two years they, they kicked me out of my job and put me into a different job. So I think I, I've sat on just about every leadership team uh, in in the company. So I started in uh, supply chain operations, mm-hmm. um, marketing, sales, mm-hmm. uh, corporate finance, uh, the last role. I ran our, all of our intelligence operations, so think consumer insights and category management and, um, and shopper insights. And then uh, I ended up uh, running M&A for North America for the last few years. And that's where, actually it was great. I had the great opportunity to, yes, I got to work in billion and a half dollar brands like Oreo, billion dollar brands like Ritz, mm-hmm. brands that my boys love with Sour Patch Kids. But then I also had the opportunity to work to to acquire and then uh, help grow small brands. You mm-hmm. know, I think uh, I had the opportunity to to partner with Hue Chocolate. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys have heard of Hue Chocolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was probably around ten million dollars when I first started working with them and, and joined their board. And then uh, had the opportunity to to fully acquire them and bring them into the Mondelez family. So. I've just been so lucky, the experiences, the diversity of functions, the mm-hmm. diversity of uh, stages of their uh, corporate careers. Mm. I've just been in love. So, and, and, and share with us how, when, when you came across Mama's Creations, right? What, what, are, what are some of the values that, that kind of fit into you know, your, yeah, no, absolutely. your perspectives. You know, I, so again, anything good in my life is my wife. Uh-huh. Uh, she, she was the one that actually uh, made the connection. She's like, try that meatballs. Uh, right. <laughs> um, you know, so I, you know, I had a first conversation with the board. I guess I didn't scare them away too much. And then I came and I did a couple visits of our, we like to call them kitchens. We have two kitchens. They're 30,000 square feet, but they're kitchens. Uh-huh. Um, and I came home to my wife and I said, if Mondelez was in Delhi, which Mondelez is not in Delhi, mm-hmm. but if Mondelez was in Delhi, I would have uh, I would have acquired Mama Man- at the time it was called Mama Mancini's mm-hmm. for Mondelez. Why? First of all, 
I, I'm very passionate about founder-led businesses. Mm -hmm. So there really is a Dan Mancini. I get to hang out with him all the time. It's his grandmother's recipes. And he's on QVC all the he's time. He's on right? QVC. I'm telling you, he's mm -hmm. he's almost got his SAG card. He's on QVC so often. Mm -hmm. um, that's really special. I think that we had a uh, differentiated uh, position in the marketplace. We have all of our own manufacturing. You know, I've spent a lot of my career having co-packers and co-manufacturers, and mm. it is a pain in the tail to be reliant on someone else to do a favor. Yes. Now we have two of our own facilities. We make everything in-house. If I really needed to make a blueberry flavored meatball right now, I'd make a phone call within 30 minutes. The, uh, the kitchen would be able to make us, you know, thousands and thousands of blueberry meatballs or, mm. you know, cranberry chicken, whatever uh, yeah. you want to make. So it's really cool. So that differentiated piece is that second element to it. And I think the third piece that may have been missing before I got here, but now as a leadership team, we have aligned on and, and we're now flying is just this super clear, compelling, consistent strategy of this one-stop shop mm -hmm. deli solution provider. And that is unique in the marketplace. There, there's no one that does that today. So the deli space is huge. $45 billion, $45 billion category. It's interesting, I thought I was in big space when I've played in the Cookies and Crackers, it was $12 billion, uh, in-store bakery, $14 billion, chocolate, $16 billion. This is $45 billion. It's huge. Mm -hmm. No market leader today. Uh, we, we take out, uh, we talk about a $30 billion category. $15 billion is about, you know, think of the old school sliced deli meats and deli cheese. We don't, we don't play there. That's actually a declining space mm -hmm. in, uh, in the deli. Uh, and the boar's heads of the world do an amazing job. I really envy what they're doing in that smaller space. But this $30 billion space of prepared foods, entertaining, no market leader. And I've been asking now all of our investors for a year, mm -hmm. There is no other publicly traded company in the deli space. Are you kidding me? There's no not a, extra credit. You get an you you get an extra slice of uh, extra piece of grilled chicken. There is no um, there, there's no publicly traded company. They're all I can only name you four. You're smarter than me, so you probably get to maybe five or six, but that's it. Billion dollar businesses. Mm -hmm. This is an entire industry of mom and pop. Mm -hmm. One, two, three hundred million dollar businesses that make the best macaroni salad in the Northeast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're awesome at that. Mm -hmm. And they make enough money. They make lots of money for their family, right? I'll have to make sure my grandkids are okay and I can mm -hmm. take vacations when I want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't need to do anymore. Mm -hmm. Whereas, I guess I'll say I'm lucky, right? Every day at four o'clock, the country tells me how well I did, right? Mm -hmm. Publicly traded under sure. the ticker mama. Yeah. Um, every day at four o'clock, I get my report card and every quarter, Vesser said, what have you done for me lately? Mm -hmm. So I don't get to take a month off. I have to be doing better and better. I have to keep growing top line. I have to keep growing. I'm very proud of what our team has accomplished mm -hmm. uh, when we you know, came together last year on, on improving our bottom line. I, I don't get that time off. I don't, uh, you know, that's mm -hmm. what is uh, makes us really special. So macro trends, which I'd love to talk about, mm -hmm. this differentiated positioning, and then this super clear, compelling, and consistent strategy. Mm -hmm. That trifecta is is what, what yeah, what's this, doing pretty well. This is for something us. that uh, I think our audience really need to pay attention in terms of identifying 
the the trends or the, the the things that would that would help your company propel to the next level, and that those what they call KPIs, right? I mean, those are things that they absolutely need to take a look at for for whatever industry yeah. they're in. The macro right? trends are are critical. I, there's the uh, a famous mm. Warren Buffett quote when uh, when a manager with a great reputation <laughs> meets an industry with a bad reputation, mm -hmm. it's the industry that keeps its reputation, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I don't care how good you are. Mm -hmm. um, I am I'm passionate about. I would much rather ride a wave than try to create one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've been in the world of kombucha and, and refrigerator nutrition bars. It's hard. Mm -hmm. Like you got to educate people. You know, we, we, we acquired an amazing company called Perfect Snacks. Again, founder led uh, Bill and Lee Keith and their family. And it's exhausting. Wait, wait, yeah. if I just take out a do I, if I take out the, the, the bar, am I going to die if I eat it? Like, how long do I have? Our products are great. Yeah, they're, you don't have to convince me that I, I want freshly made, mama quality. Grandma quality, yeah, absolutely. And everyone knows what's, what's cool. <laughs> it's really amazing. Again, this one-stop shop deli solution strategy that, you know, when I first started, we had meatballs, mm -hmm. right? And, yes, that's and, what you guys were known we for. We had a good sales team, and, mm -hmm. and they went to the store, and if the buyer's boyfriend or girlfriend just broke up with them that was Italian, and they hate all Italian things, like... I have nothing to offer. Okay. You know what? You don't like meatball? Now, so we made a couple acquisitions. We've expanded our portfolio. Mm -hmm. Hey, you don't want meatballs or sausage and peppers? No problem. I got grilled chicken. Mm -hmm. You don't like breaded chicken or chicken strips? Don't worry about it. I got green salads. You don't like green salads? Don't worry about it. I got Mediterranean farro or Israeli. You don't like that? Don't worry. I got Nashville hot paninis or buffalo chicken wraps. Nope, you don't like that? I got olives. So what's amazing now is... Our sales team has the ammunition. Mm. They, you should never leave a buyer without selling something. I have everything you need uh, for your deli case. And just as a reminder, and the deli case. And the convenience for the buyer, right? To oh, deal, yeah. To one deal with one, one source instead of dealing with 30 different invoices. Ex no. That's, that's one. That's exactly the strategy that, again, yeah. no one's doing today. So, okay. you know, I should have stepped back a little bit. So when we talk about the deli, this is... Any store you go to, Whole Foods, Costco, as you mentioned earlier on, mm -hmm. anything that's behind the glass, anything that's in the hot bar, anything that's in the cold bar, mm -hmm. uh, anything that's in the prepared food set or the grab-and-go set, that's where you would find our products. That's that $30 billion category that we're going after. And again, at least four times out oh, of and, four. And, and, yeah, I, I, man, you, you better slow down on this secret <laughs> sauces, okay? Just, just, just hang on tight, all right? My goodness, we're not even, we're not even into the first topic yet. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate your enthusiasm, okay? Um, so let, let's really dive into the, 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 the first must-do yep. to, to shake up a multi-generational recipe for success. And as we're doing our prep call, you mentioned to me that, you know, looking, looking back at your experience and your kind of your capabilities, right? You are a very unlikely, unlikely CEO. Wow, man, that's harsh. That's, that's what you told, that's what you told me. I'm just repeating it. Like, like you wouldn't, it's something you wouldn't expect. Okay. Um, so the reason I want to bring this up is because I'm sure there are companies out there, boards, right? There are looking for their next CEO, right? And I want them to really understand from kind of your point of view, you know, what, what are some of the things that they really should look at in a, in a person, you know, that, that is qualified. Maybe they're not qualified on paper or whatever, but 
they are they have they have a uh, certain skill set that are unique that will that can add value to to the company. Yeah, no, again, and, and, and I'll say this 10 more times, mm -hmm. I'm just incredibly lucky that I've, uh, I found my passion. Uh, I've had people, I've passion in food my, and beverage, passion, food and beverage, mm -hmm. and people in my life, mentors in my life that have uh, taken a chance with me. So, mm -hmm. you know, I came into uh, Mondelez, I got hired to do something called integrated business planning, IBP. I got super lucky uh, that actually Mark Klaus, he's now the, the CEO of uh, Campbell's, so he was my first boss. Oh, wow. he, he gave me this opportunity. I didn't even know what IBP stood for. I had to look it up after I got the job, mm -hmm. um, but seemed to have done pretty well. And even something like you know the, the, the insights role that I had, I ran all of insights for uh, all of intelligence for um, Mondelez North America. I had no background in that. Uh, the M&A role I, I mentioned to you, it was almost by accident. Mm -hmm. You know, where, <laughs> find me another company that would hire an in insights guy to run M&A, right? Mm -hmm. That's usually a corporate finance function. Correct. Um, but I think that's a, you know, that I think that's two things. One, actually I give Mondelez a lot of credit you should be looking for companies, and this is what you mentioned earlier around macro trends, aren't the best companies the ones that the consumer, like you're looking out, right? We're, you know, what's the, the, the Wayne Gretzky quote? You know, I was successful because don't, don't I went where the, where the, the puck I is. skated where the puck was going. Yeah. That's, that was our M&A strategy around where the puck was going. Um, I think for me, and you, you asked the question about, you know, boards, and certainly I'm not presumptuous enough to, uh, help boards. I just had my board meeting yesterday and at least they kept me around for another three months well, until the next it's hard, board it's meeting. It's hard not to, Adam, with, uh, with the result <laughs> um, you brought to the company. But I think company. it's, you know, I put up a lot of, when I'm looking at, uh, you know, folks as well to come into the company, I'm looking for agility, mm -hmm. right? The ability, first of all, there, you know, there's IQ and EQ, which you talk, which you know about. And for me, it's, the agility to flex into different things. Mm. You're not gonna know, I wish life was so easy that it's like you know filling in the blanks. Yeah. You don't know what problems are gonna come up, you don't know what opportunities are gonna come up. And what you're looking for, or what I'm looking for in employees, are people that have that agility to flex to what's coming and to use past experiences. It's not one-to-one. -one. Again, it's not fourth grade math or, or that you know, you know my, my older son's studying for the, uh, the SATs now. And you know the answers, the questions that they asked are in those three paragraphs mm -hmm. that they did before, right? Mm -hmm. That's school, that's when you're a kid. Mm -hmm. The answers aren't there. You don't, you don't know where those three paragraphs are mm -hmm. to get that answer. So that agility to understand and to take different disparate ideas and thinking to come up with the answer, those are, I think, are the best employees. And I'm, I guess I'm lucky that, uh, you know, my mentors and, and boards have seen that in me and, and mm -hmm. I've been pretty okay successful over uh, the past uh, past few years. You, you've been very agile with the- uh, Very agile. With, with their comments. Yes, there you go. There you <laughs> and go. the feedback. Yes. That's amazing. So so going back to must do number one is uh, what I call unconventional hire, right? Don't always look for the person that that fits into your industry per se, but look for someone who could who could think outside the box, right? Who could be agile yeah. when, when changes come, come along. Right. So you're not going to get big changes if you just 
keep doing the same thing over and over again, right? What's the definition yeah. of insanity? So, yeah, so, so in other words, don't hire someone to, don't hire a CEO to replace yourself. Hire a CEO to grow your company. Yeah, that's gonna, yeah, yeah absolutely. That's, right? that's a great thing. Okay, know? amazing. Man, I told you Adam talks fast. <laughs> uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna move to the, uh, the second topic, right? The second must do. All right. Um, you know, you obviously, you know, I think the, the company and the board, you know, made the right decision, put, putting, you. putting you in the driver's seat, right? Of the I'll company. have you part of my review for the yeah, end of the year. You know, if it counts for any, just, you know, give me a call. Um, but now it's, uh, it's time to get the right people on the bus. Absolutely. Okay. And in, in fact, I, I listened to a few of your previous podcasts. Okay. And you did a great job. Thank you. And, you talked about how you really systematically brought in certain key people into the company. Uh, first starting out with uh, your CFO, your first yep. major hire, and Absolutely. then a controller, and then just recently the CMO, yep. right, to help you really grow the company. So talk to us about how, like what was your, really your game plan when you took the job in, uh, in the fall of 2022, right? And share with us the, the priority that you saw that that needed to be fixed first before you could grow yeah yeah no so uh, absolutely so i think there are a couple things so the first one is i'll tell you another another secret that i'll tell you know our boys <laughs> the best secret not a very good negotiator but so i started in september yeah because you always say yes i always say yes you well, say yes you, you, you yes told me yes, yes, yes or yes, but you never say no. <laughs> yes or yes, but you'll never get me to say no. Um, so I actually started, I, I left Mondelez. We had just closed my, uh, the, the biggest deal that I did, uh, we bought, acquired Cliff Bar. Oh, so we, we acquired Cliff it, Bar. They, they wanted me to start earlier. I was in the middle of a deal. We announced Cliff on Monday and I, I think I resigned on like Thursday. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I left on July 4th. I thought it'd be ironic, you know, Independence Day. Um, and my wife, you know, made me promise that I'd take the summer off. Mm. I'm not a very, I'm not very good at stop, stopping to work. But uh, so I was going to start in September. Um, I had July and August to rest. And uh, I don't know, within a week, week and a half, I started going into the office. But I said I wouldn't start until I hired my own CFO. Mm -hmm. But those two months of July and August where I got to go to work if I wanted to, take mm -hmm. a day off if I wanted to, had no line responsibility. Mm -hmm. I got to find out where the bathroom was before I started. Mm -hmm. um, that was a huge win. Those two months were the best two months of prep anyone could ever do mm. because I built out our plan. I literally created, I'm a dork, a, a, a three by three matrix of, of different projects that I wanted to do on importance and uh, ease of implementation. Still have that page, I keep that with me every day. Um, created our, our 3C strategy. Mm -hmm. We'll uh, talk about that later. We'll that's, talk about that That's later. another secret. But it's important stay, uh, stay on. <laughs> that we know we were doing, it and it was very methodical, it was very important for me. Um, it could have been super easy, and I'm sure investors and everyone would have loved for me to go gung-ho on uh, growth from the very beginning. Let's mm -hmm. get into a thousand new stores, this, that. We were losing money. Like when I started, mm -hmm. the quarter before I got there, we had lost $700,000 in net income. Our gross margin was 12%. That was back in 2022, right? Yeah, this when was you... the quarter before I started. Uh -huh. uh, you know, that you can't 
can't run a business with those type of That's margins. not a whole lot of free cash flow to, is, no. uh, to reinvest into <laughs> not, the business. I don't know what free means nor cash flow for that matter with those, those numbers. <laughs> um, so it was really important for me that the rule was, I told the board, I'm not even starting until I hired my own CFO. Mm -hmm. Anthony Gruber, publicly traded CEO, CFO, amazing guy. Uh, Peter Monch, I'm, I'm literally thinking about leaving my wife for. I'm just in love with this guy. Mm -hmm. I have never felt so comfortable mm -hmm. with my P&L as, as I do with, uh, with that team. So first, you, you get the foundation, right? So once I have a strong foundation, now I can build off that foundation. So first was the finance foundation. Um, next was the operations. What, what, what was the numbers, like the numbers that you saw, right, after you did the, you know, the gross margin, whatever, was that because of operational issues or was it because of it was, it was financial accounting issues? It was a whole host of everything. Okay, so, so you fix all that. First, your your focus. We're, we're fixing You're all fixing. of that, but yes, we, we you know, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> my 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 first again. This was like my pre weeks, so I, this was like sometime in the summer. I got a uh, I got the balance sheet, and literally, <laughs> the, the numbers didn't balance. So you know, you know the balance assets, the balance sheet is not it's not balanced. So <laughs> you know, again, my wife will tell you I, I have a interesting uh, you know sarcasm. So I, I went to this person, I said, what is this? And the person was like, it's called a balance sheet, you idiot. I can't believe they hired you and you don't even know what a balance sheet is. I'm like, no, shouldn't a balance sheet balance? Mm. So yes, there was lots of opportunities for improvement when I, when we first started. So it's both like operation, operational uh, issues so and we personnel. We were in pricing, yeah. we were in pricing, uh -huh. we weren't, pricing. you know, managing our costs. Uh, uh, one of the first things I did, so again, I started in September, our fiscal year, just cause you know, they try to confuse me. Our fiscal year is actually January 31st. Mm. So I told the team we are taking price, every customer, every product, and everything is going to be implemented before January 31st. And, and everyone's really nervous. I get it. Again, I've been in this business for a long time. It is really hard to price. I mean, there might not be a harder job in the food and beverage space than going to a Walmart and saying, I want a price increase. Mm. But, you know, this was all during, they hadn't taken enough pricing, you know, with all the COVID stuff. And literally, I will tell you, the only feedback I got from, buy from buyers, from customers were, why'd you wait this long? So we got all mm. of our pricing. Actually, I tried to fire two customers, try to find another CEO that tries to fire their customers. Uh, one, I was successful. One, I t took a 100% uh, price increase. They still won't go. Like, it's amazing. And uh, you need to have the right price. Look at the, the cost. We had just acquired a company and they were running as two separate businesses. Mm. We were literally sending two trucks to the same store on the same day, half empty. Okay. So, you know, one thing mm. that I know, um, you spoke about people, having dedicated focus mm. makes all the difference in the world. We have an amazing woman that lead, runs all of our logistics. She is crushing it. Since, you know, when the two of us, we first started, the first quarter we cut uh, our logistics costs by 200 basis points. Wow. The second quarter we were together, 280 basis points. 2%, two percent, two percent, two full quarter? points, wow. two full points. And then, it's incredible. Why? Because first of all, what gets measured gets improved. Mm -hmm. We are maniacally focused on KPIs, mm -hmm. and then two is 
we uh, we have dedicated focus. Mm-hmm. We have this ama- We have an amazing woman that does all of our accounts receivables. So right. So this might be a, a, a unique concept, but when I sell something, I like to get paid for it. Mm-hmm. When I first got there, there were millions. Outstanding. At the end, Outstanding. millions of dollars. That was ninety days past due. Now we literally don't have anything past thirty days. Okay. What gets measured? gets improved. That's amazing. And that's because of the dedicated focus we are putting on individuals and we're building an amazing team. I will tell you right now, yes, our top line is amazing. Yes, our bottom line is astronomical. What I'm actually proudest of, what I told the board yesterday, the thing I am proudest of one year into this job is the team that we're building. That's what's going to outlast me. That's what's going to make the difference. Correct. And and that's really the the must-do number two, right, is hire the people. Hire people with a well-defined roadmap. And it, sound, it sounded like you knew. You, af- awesome. After you observed what happened, <laughs> you had a pretty good roadmap for the people yeah. to accomplish the certain the, the objectives. Yeah. So, And now that we have the finance, now they have the operations, now we get to build a team. That's why we brought in Lawrence Sella as our chief marketing officer, mm-hmm. sales folks. I'm really proud of the sales folks we brought in. Mm-hmm. And now uh, it's time to grow. Hold on tight. All right. Get All right. Seatbelt on. And get, get ready for the billion dollar stratosphere, right? <laughs> By the way, we don't, we don't provide any av- um, investment advice on the show. This is just purely for education only. Okay. Disclaimer. <laughs> uh, the, Let's, um, let's, let's get into the, the uh, third topic, right? Uh, in fact, you know, Mama's Creation, you, know, you guys operate in a very, probably one of the oldest industry uh, there is. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, the New York, New York City Cats, Cats Deli, right? Oh, Cats Deli, yeah. That's, that's been around since 1888. Really? Okay. And now you can practically get, any, get deli from anywhere. Yeah. Okay. So how, um, you know, if you could um, just share with us some of the things that you have changed, I'm talking about not just regular change, but radical change. Radical change such as changing your company name, changing your ticker symbol, taking, changing your logo. Those are the things that, are, that people can see, right? Visible. Um, you can talk about that, but on top of that, I want you to share with us what are some of the really the radical change you've done internally Okay. Uh, aside from, I guess the you know the people that you brought in, right? So that's yeah, so, number so, three: so, radical so changes. First, we could tweak it to like you know measured changes. The radical sounds a little scary. You know, I think it was really important for me that we're, we're on this team together. We're on this journey together. We're all pulling the wagon mm-hmm. together. And actually, I was very intentional about, I didn't want to create radical change. That sounds scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and Changing the company name is pretty radical. It was, but we did it as a team. So as a leadership oh. team, we, we decided and we, we saw the opportunity. We do, and I'm super proud, and we have the best meatball on the market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dan Mancini could eat Italian every day. Mm-hmm. Probably my, but not my, you my younger wife. son could, could eat Italian every day. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not sure. 21 meals a week, uh, not sure. So we really wanted to open the aperture and have a differentiated strategy. Again, we saw in the past that if they already had, if, 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 the, if the store, if, you know, I'm making this up, Publix, 
Buyer's brother-in-law makes meatballs. Are we going to be able to get into Publix? Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. We had to have something that opened the aperture and provide, how do you get to a billion dollars? You need to make sure the market mm -hmm. is big enough, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so what's important is that we had the right aperture. So yes, we were going to be this one-stop shop deli solution. We decided that as a leadership team. We had we needed the name to reflect that. Mm -hmm. So Mama Mancini's is awesome. Mama Mancini's has not gone away. You see, in it's front still of on, us, it's still on the box. Uh, it's it's on every box. Dan mm -hmm. is on TV on QVC. Uh, Dan was actually on. Uh, you guys know uh, Z100, Elvis Duran in the morning show. Oh. On Thursday, he was in the studio, so he was talking to them. He was feeding them. So that's not going away. But there's the 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 power of the and, right? I was taught early, right? It's the and. And we make an awesome chana masala. You know, I don't know if you like Indian chana masala, or we mm. make an awesome orange chicken. Um, we, we just had yesterday for the board, we were making these uh, cool fajitas. Um, you can't sell. I like to get a board seat just to try all your food. I, I know a guy that knows a guy. <laughs> um, you can't sell General Sal, Mama Mancini's General Sal's chicken. That's just. Uh -oh. I'm a good marketer, but not that good. Right. So Mama's Creations, by changing the, the name of the company, opens that aperture that now our customers and our consumers know that you get the same great quality Mama Mancini's you know, Italian that. food. Mm -hmm. Now you can have that same great quality Indian food or Mexican food. You know, we have uh, BJ's is a great customer of ours. When I started, we had about, we had pretty much one item in the store. Now we have more than 10. Mm. Uh, we are making for them, you know, cilantro lime shrimp. Mm. That's, that doesn't sound very Italian to me, right? Or, or uh, Mexican street tacos or, you know, stuffed peppers. You know, these are So you already 10x at BJ's. We are, see that, just 99 more to go, we're all set. There you go. Um, <laughs> actually, we, we really have, BJ's has been incredible for us. We've probably done more than that this year. Um, so it's so, important uh, to open that aperture. That that's so yeah, I definitely hear you. Like that having that, <laughs> I call radical change. Okay, when you change your name, that's pretty radical. Okay, it's <laughs> uh, just a cool ticker, isn't Mama a cool ticker? It is, it is, it is. Um, but I see the the reason behind. But I'm I'm curious. Were there any other any, any pushbacks that you got from not yeah. maybe not with the name, but anything else, absolutely. and how you dealt and yeah, how no, you dealt absolutely. with those so, pushbacks. So, uh, I would be lying to you if I told you uh, Give me one. everybody Give came me in one. With, with open arms. <laughs> Look, you know how we do, you know, the name change, but we, we did it as a team. You know, mm -hmm. our compensation, really important. Mm -hmm. So I really believe, I keep saying this, pulling the wagon together. So you change the compensation, when the, co we started, the incentive, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. when we started, there were literally people on the team that were paid uh, a, a uh, bonus to go to the right. And literally there was another person that was paid to go to the left. Oh, okay. Literally, literally. We're now all together. So much so that every member of the leadership team, everyone has six goals. Mm -hmm. Three of those goals, mm -hmm. all nine of us have. That means you could stab me in the back if you so want. So three team goals. Three team goals. Three individual. And then three individual goals. Obviously, my wow. ops guy is going to have different KPIs than my sales guy. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but those three t goals, that's half of our bonus. So you could stab me in the back if you want. But it's going to only hurt you as well because we're not all pulling the wagon together. Right. So something like that. And yeah, for 10 years, this company has been around 10 years before I got here. That was 
how was structure? How was structure? Yeah, that was a big deal. Changing, yeah. you know, commission structures and everything, right? The, mm -hmm. the most personal sensitive thing, right? You deal with their is money. what's in your pocket. Mm -hmm. So I, I definitely, I don't think many people could argue that I, uh, I, I, I trimmed around the edges. I went, you know, right in. Why? Because again, the more I think about it, the more passionate I get about it. How do you run a business if, if you're not together? If mm -hmm. you're not rowing the boat together? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, you know, is one of those examples of, I call it measured, you know, I'm still, we, we do it as a team. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we, we talk about how do we just keep getting better and better on grandma quality. One of the things that, uh, my favorite meeting of the month, every month is I have a grandma quality meeting. We just happened to have it this past Monday. And that's where Dan, myself and, and our executive chef, Chris get together every month. We try our biggest existing products to make sure they're staying grandma quality mm -hmm. and try new items that Chris and Dan are putting together for us. Mm -hmm. And without a doubt, sometimes we've gone through, I'd probably be understating it, but we probably have over three, 400 different SKUs. Now, what's great is, you know, the top 10 account for 80 plus percent, but we have a lot of SKUs and we're sometimes selling those. We try them, you know what? Is this grandma quality? We're very passionate about the label. Mm -hmm. I don't use the word healthy. I actually don't like that word. We're clean. So if you look at our meatballs, mm -hmm. literally ground beef, mm -hmm. imported Pecorino Romano cheese, breadcrumbs, onions, parsley, whole egg. Mm -hmm. That is, li sorry, I'm lying to you already. Salt and pepper. Oh. Six items. That is 100% of what's in our meatballs. You mm -hmm. can't get cleaner than that. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm passionate about. Our chicken, our grilled chicken, is second to none. We have. The <laughs> I know your team has a has a thing about about against the uh, the the term restaurant quality. No, shame on you. <laughs> shame. Yeah. It is grandma I, quality. Uh, yeah, Whatever yeah, everyone yeah. else deal with right? lower level yeah. restaurant quality. I, I hear you. This is grandma. No, I'm going to start changing changing my uh, my choice of word as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that's, that goes back to you mentioned restaurants. That goes back to these macro trends that we spoke about earlier. I mean. We're winning today, and I'm not happy about this. Look, times are tough, right? Mm -hmm. People are going out less. They can't afford it. Yeah. People are eating in, and it doesn't matter how little people money people have. People don't have six hours to braise their meatballs. Mom and dad are working. They come home. Mm -hmm. Now what you get to do, instead of you go to a restaurant, you know, you're fancy schmancy, but let's say you, know, you have chicken parm or whatever. What is that, $19, $25 for chicken parm? Mm -hmm. you know, a side dish because sides don't come with it. Mm -hmm. A glass of wine, you have to take a taxi to get there. Uh -huh. It costs you what, $25, $30 for a meal. Mm -hmm. I promise you, you try our chicken parm, $9.99. Actually, it's usually cheaper. I want it to be $9.99. Mm -hmm. and, and you're getting grandma quality food. Amazing. It's incredible. I can't stop talking about the quality of food because I'm yes, about to open a box right now. <laughs> um, but point taken. Um, man, we, we only got like 10 minutes left. Okay, man. let's keep going. We, we got we to keep Sorry. rolling. We got no, you talk fast and you talk good stuff. <laughs> we got to keep we got to keep it rolling. But the uh, moving on to the also oh, going back to the point number three, must do number three is is radical change, yep. right? You gotta have something that will, that will absolutely shift, not just the action, but also the minds of the people that you work with. And take people along for that ride. You yeah. do it together, you do it with them. Mm -hmm. You don't do it to them. Uh, yeah, you're not a dictator. No. No, I dictators don't last 
as we as we see. I am one of nine votes <laughs> on our leadership team. <laughs> uh, so moving into our topic, the, the must do number four now. Okay, and it's um, it's what we have talked about earlier. It's called the three C's that you have implemented right from the get, and they are costs, control, and culture. And you know, so far, you know, the result that you and your team had delivered, yep, team right? Effort. So far, is is just a validation of that winning strategy. Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. You know, since you took over, right? Um, Mama's creation, you know, has over delivered the guidance four consecutive quarters in a row. Um, stock had gone from about a buck to just just shy of four bucks, right? I just yeah. checked yesterday. Um, your, you mentioned your gross margin has improved from 12% to 30%. That's, that's more than double. And everyone in the company is starting to breathe these three Cs, right? Cost, control, culture. So share with us um, details. I want details. <laughs> and, and maybe even talk about the, the kind of the struggle, if you have any, right, in implementing this type, this, this three C's along the way. Yeah, and I think every, everybody could have their own three C's or pick their, their favorite letter. I think the objective, the, the, what's behind that is, is the clarity and focus, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Everything we have to do, remember I mentioned earlier, over the summer before I started, I had a thousand things on that page of all the things we're gonna fix. It's gotta fit within those three C's. You do three things and you don't go on to number four until you do one of those first three. Mm. So the three C's allowed us to focus. It allowed us, we speak, I actually meet with our, our extended management team every month. Everyone's clear on what the goals are. So when everybody's working, doing their own job every day, when I'm not there, you know, am I doing the right things? Am I, am I doing something to push forward those three C's? Uh, I think it's really important. You know, the, the controls piece, and again, you could see how I work. The controls piece were that first finance. Remember I told you I don't do anything until I brought in a CFO, I brought in a controller. We need that foundation. Once mm -hmm. you got that, you now have your costs. You got, I can't run a business long-term at 12% gross margins. It's focus, now we're up to 30%. Mm -hmm. And then the culture is actually even more important than those first two because that's, that's going to be the future, right? Anyone could have a good quarter. Mm -hmm. It's the culture that perpetuates that. Mm -hmm. Four for four, see? I think next month we have earnings. Mm -hmm. We go for five, mm -hmm. maybe. But uh, you know, it's really, really important that everyone's pulling the wagon together. You keep hearing me say that. It's super important. And we talk about the culture. We have, we've put in for the first time ever. We actually did, for the first time, we, we hired an amazing CHRO, HR woman, Abby Meeks. We put in our first time ever, we did a full company engagement survey. 250 employees we got, and this is where Abby has a, uh, she likes to you know, play with my heart. We got 199 responses. So the first thing is, out of ask two, out anybody, of 250. Wow, that that's, is incredible. If you get 10%, yeah. that's amazing. Pick, mm -hmm. ask any company. We got a huge. That, basically, they're but, telling you they, they are, they are, they're dying to tell you how they yeah. feel. But it's awesome. <laughs> but. You know, of course, she she couldn't you know lie to me and get one more person in there, right? That that's just one ninety nine. That that that's just mean. So yeah, uh, so so we'll 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 get there. But uh, 
Yeah, that's eighty percent participation. Eighty percent, yeah. Jesus, two hundred or two fifty. Okay, that's, cool. That's awesome. Uh-huh. But what's important here, and this is something that I learned in my last role, you can't just do the survey. What we're going to do, actually, we have a town hall coming in December. We're going to come back to the team. First of all, share full transparency all the results, mm-hmm. and then pick three things. You, everything in my life is three. I guess, except my wives and my kids. Everything else in my life is three. Mm-hmm. What are the three things that we're going to do? And guess what? Six months from now or a quarter from now, we're going to come back to the team on how are we doing against the three things that we promised you to, uh, to do. Mm-hmm. That's what's really important. It's, not, it's about taking action on those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that is, uh, that is critical. That culture element, about, it's, it's just it's everything. Yeah. That's 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 great, man. Oh boy, I took a tons tons of notes. Clarity and focus. Clarity and focus. All right. Well, we're down to we're down to the wire. One uh one last must do. Okay. All right. Which um number five must do number five. This I think this is a big big thing. It's uh lead with passion. You know. I need to work on that, I, right? I, I I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, just from the last like 40 minutes right i mean if, if the audience doesn't doesn't realize like the passion you have for what you're doing then you know they i don't know what they're eating over on on the other side but uh you're very obviously passionate about the food industry right you spend a bulk of your career in, in it and how and understand how it connects with people right um yeah you, you well yeah you admit you you wouldn't you, you would do this job without pay, which is not good. It's really not good to say. Yeah, well, I don't want to say it again, okay? But how, um, how, how do you um, translate this passion, you know, into the world of 250 employees that you work with every day? Um, any particular way you communicate that? Um, you know, how often, you know? Yeah, I think there are a couple mm. things. And, and I do it because I love doing it. It just so happens that it resonates with our employees. So the first one is I spoke about town halls. So how often do you have here, it? How often do you have town hall? At least once a month. It really, we, what we do is we mm-hmm. ensure that for every big event, so we have earnings coming up mm-hmm. the next day, right? Earnings are usually, we do our earnings at after market close the next morning, first thing in the morning, we have a, a town hall because mm-hmm. I want to, everything that's in my mind, I want my team to, to know. Mm-hmm. So those type things. Another thing that again, it's just because I love doing it. I walk the lines all day. So mm-hmm. one of my... so That's how you stay thin. That's how I stay so fit, absolutely. Take notes, guys. Walk um, the line. My, our, I, I, we have two, uh, two kitchens, we call them. Two facilities. One's in East Rutherford, New Jersey. One's in Farmingdale, Long Island. And, and how, big, always, how big is the kitchen? How big is the line? About 30,000 feet each. <sighs> That's a lot of steps. It's a big kitchen. A lot of steps. Um, but, you know, it's... They see me every day. Mm. Sorry. They see me multiple times every day walking in line just because I love to be with the team. Mm. And that's how I learned. That's mm-hmm. how I realized. And then the last third thing, and again, people make fun of me a lot. I try to do every job there is. I was very lucky in my Mondelez days. I had a great mentor that would you know, call me up at 2 o'clock in the morning, say you have to be in the, the boonies of Pennsylvania to stow, throw boxes or do route rides in New York. That's what I do at uh, at Mama's. So any job they let me do, I've I've packed trucks. I've done a route rides on trucks. Actually, last week I was very excited. They they let me you know 
what, work, work, work the grill line a little bit. What? Uh, but Master yeah, I grill. love, I want to do every job. You know, okay. we had, my first month I was here, we had a flood in our office. You know, I got a mop, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're a team. So I want to do everything. So I have more empathy. I understand better what everyone's doing so I could help them in their jobs. Yeah, you know what, what you're doing now, Adam, reminds me a lot about what I read about uh, Sam Walton. Mm-hmm. You know, the yeah, great Sam, the great Sam, uh, Sam Walton, who when he first started, he he literally walked walked the floor with everyone and that's that would be his normal normal multiple times a day it's actually the for every it's the first thing i do every morning yeah i literally get into the office put on my lab coat put on my hair net mm-hmm. and walk the line every first thing i do every morning that's amazing well that that passion explains why you know the company is is thriving i know i know it's not where you want it, want it to be but it's um we're get there is 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 going somewhere is going to a different place yes and and we're excited about that yes. for you yeah. um oh this is uh we are done with the the five must do but i have a kind of a bonus bonus question <laughs> there's a bonus question there's a bonus question for uh for adam here because you know even actually before i knew that you were um that you were ceo of mamas right uh, i actually first knew you as the one of the councilmen <laughs> in the town that you live. I was like, oh, okay, councilman, how are you? And then I found out you were running this interesting company and that's how we got, you know, this uh, opportunity to have you on, yes. on, on, on in the Johnny show Bang. here. Thank you, thank you, Johnny Bang, if you are listening. Um, but, you know, I wanted to ask you that because, you know, number one, I appreciate that your, your public service in politics. Um, it, it, takes a, it takes a certain temperament I think which I don't have to uh, <laughs> I'm learning <laughs> you are in it so you sh- you better have it right um, the fact that you you know you I mean you're running a publicly traded company and you have a thriving family right first of all how, how do you how do you balance both of them and still have time to serve in your in your community in, at that capacity right I mean you you that's number one um, and also you mentioned to me that you know your mother was also from the public service right she was yeah, a, for, was re- a retires for, retires te- retired yeah. te- a school teacher um so <laughs> i'm sure that has some influence over uh, huge influence probably part of the reason why i came in you know i saw my mom mm-hmm. uh it's so important so you know my mom had a huge impact mm-hmm. uh, on me you know i think i've always been into service and you know I, look i could be selfish about this and say what better place to invest my time, my, you know, my, my, I guess not free time, but invest my time mm-hmm. than in my own community, mm-hmm. right? Most important thing in my life, mm-hmm. my, my boys and my wife, uh, they're there. Biggest investment I've ever made in my life is my house. That's there. And it's cool to see um, the, the impacts that you have. And what's another thing that's, you know, a little secret, not so secret is my boys come with me to most of the events, whether they always love the senior center pancake mm-hmm. breakfast or, you know, they like the food elements to it. Mm-hmm. But I hope not just by telling them to do it, but by showing them they'll grow up and they'll give back to their community. Mm-hmm. So it's really important for me. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the reason I'm asking you this question, because, you know, for the audience that are listening, right? I mean, these are mostly entrepreneurs, business owners, small business owners, right? Um, 
you know, why is it why would it be important for them really to for all of us, you know? And, and you mentioned something about our our experience, right? Our capabilities, right? Our our ways to the ways that we the the, the things that we can contribute. Yeah. Right. So why would it be important for for all of us here? For to do service. To service. Yeah. You know, I think it's. I, I don't. You should do it, you know, your, your, your fifth, your fifth uh, point on, do what you're passionate about. Mm. And I really do love it. I love uh, seeing the results. I love making people's lives better. I love getting to, to drive down the street in our downtown and know that, you know, I helped add benches or, or new roads. The painting. New roads, very important. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool. It's the like, invent, events, you know, one thing that, we were able to do was during uh, the pandemic, um, everyone in my town, it was this, this trifecta, everyone in our town, Adam, how could I help? Mm. We raised some money. Mm. Our businesses were closed. Remember the beginning of COVID? Yes. So what we did, and everyone was, you know, unfortunately, there are kids that are hungry in our town that aren't getting the meals. They would get them at school as part of school lunch. They weren't going to school. Mm. So I hit this trifecta where one, people, I raised money. We raised almost uh, over seventy-five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Two, every single night, I went to a different business and gave them a thousand dollars. They gave me a hundred meals, mm. and then three, we got to give out those hundred meals. Mm-hmm. I mean, what cooler? What, what what's more important in life than being able to to feed kids? I mean, I think food insecurity is atrocious and should never be allowed in with kids in particular. Um, we got to feed kids. We got mm-hmm. to give money to our businesses, and our residents felt good because we uh, they got to be a part of it. Right, triple wow. win. Triple win. Well, thank you for your service. No, and, thank um, you. Thank you and, for having me. No, and we are about to wrap up here. There's this is, I guess, a bonus bonus question. The last one. There's a bonus bonus question. And this is a question I ask for every guest, so it's <laughs> it's not it's not so much of a bonus, but it's is customary okay. that, we, that we do and you know let's say somebody from your town or whatever run into you and and that person happens to be you know maybe maybe a budding entrepreneur you know or wanting to start um or maybe a small business looking to 10x their business right so what would be one one advice you can give them i think the biggest piece i'd say is and it's one a and one b but it's it's follow the the macro trends so mm-hmm. it's really hard. Don't don't try to be. You want to be able. I like this idea of riding the wave. Mm-hmm. And the, the the one B is also find something that's sort of not. I don't know what the right word is. Like off cycle. So coming up with a cookie. Like everyone just eats cookies. Or something. Mm-hmm. Try to find a trend that you know outflank. Right. Mm-hmm. Go back to the old war days. Right. Mm-hmm. You're never going as a startup, as a as a budding entrepreneur. You're not going to be able to go head to head with Mondelez or Campbell's or Mars or Pepsi. Mm-hmm. Try to outflank them, right? What is it something that they're not doing? What is something that they're not doing? Oh, oh right. I, I, yes, ask, ask outfl- yes. what is it something that they right. the big something the big whales trend, are not doing? But they're you're doing it a different way, mm-hmm. or you're doing something really unique. Like what's your competitive advantage? You hear the term, you know? It was literally how's this? The literally the first question I asked the board when they were interviewing me was, "What, what's our, our right to win? Mm-hmm. What is Mama Mancini's right to win, and what's that that reason to believe?" And 
you know, quite honestly, I don't know if I loved, you know, I think they were searching for that answer a little bit. They had mm -hmm. a great product, but what's the, the exact positioning? And that's why I loved the opportunity to come in because I think I, I thought I could have added value. And I think, remember, macro trends, differentiated uh, positioning. We had those first two. What was missing was that just super clear, compelling, consistent strategy mm -hmm. of this one-stop shop deli solution. Mm -hmm. That's different. That's on trend, but a little bit out flanky. There's not another company that's doing that today. So mm. hopefully that advice that I give to that buddy entrepreneur, I'm actually saying it to myself mm. and that's what I'm doing here at Mama's Creations. Awesome. Adam, appreciate you so much no, for being thank here. You for I hope me. this has been fun. You got a lot of, a lot of value out of this. Let's go I eat did. now. And let's go chow. <laughs> thank you. Ciao guys. Mm.